Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. But during the first week, we opened up, we talked about limitless thoughts and how our thoughts play a big role and factor uh, in our lives. And then the second week, Pastor CJ preached and taught on limitless lies and how the enemy tries to come against us with lies, but how we can combat that and come against that with the truth of what God says about us and the truth of God's word. Put on the belt of truth, right? And then the following week, Pastor Bobby uh, talked about limitless motivation, and we talked about the importance of community and the importance of family um, and how we should be motivated to spend eternity with our loved ones in heaven and spend eternity with Jesus. And then the next week, we talked about limitless knowledge, and we talked about how it's so important that we have the right perspective and understanding when it comes to who God is and who Jesus Christ is in our lives. And whenever we do that, the limits in our life will be taken off. And then last Sunday, y'all, Easter Sunday, we talked about the limitless hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Come on, who's thankful? We're right off the hills of Easter that our God got out of that grave, defeating death, defeating the hell, hell defeating everything, God. It was awesome. God did, did some amazing things. We had over 500 people total walk through the doors of Riverside Church this past Sunday. Can we go ahead and give God praise for that? The souls that were saved and the lives that were changed and... I'm excited to be closing out this semester with you, and um, our objective this morning is this, that this message would be the catalyst that would launch you um, and your family with everything that you've learned throughout this semester, so that way you can walk in a new mindset that God has called you to have. In fact, if you take a look at week six for the syllabus uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about a limitless mindset. Can somebody say a limitless mindset? A limitless mindset. And we're going to start off by reading the summary that we find within the syllabus and the booklet. Who's thankful that we have these booklets available for you to follow along? I don't know about you, but I have every one so far, you know, in my house. And I was looking through it um, this past month, and it was just awesome to see all the notes and things that were in there and just refreshing my memory. And these are for you to follow along, to keep, so that way you can look back at it um, as well. Talking about limitless mindset, we're going to go ahead and read the summary that we find in there. It says this, when our mindset is on God, our mind is set in the right direction without distraction. We become focused on the things of God and all that he offers his children. With all the things going on in the world today, our minds can get set in the wrong direction. When we give our minds fully to God, our world becomes truly limitless. Somebody say limitless mindset. Limitless mindset. If you don't mind standing in honor of reading of God's word, we're going to be reading out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 10 this morning. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Um, it's known as the Pauline Epistle. In other words, the Apostle Paul wrote this book. He wrote it to the church in Colossae, and uh, I believe that it falls in line with uh, the discussion that we're going to be having this Sunday morning. Um, and don't be afraid. This is, a, I'm what you call a hollerback preacher. That means that you can respond to the preaching and teaching of God's word. And you can say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If something resonates with you, um, feel free to be responsive. And uh, whatever you put into something is what you will get out of something. Like if you came this morning expecting to receive something from God, guess what? Many times he will meet your expectation. But if all you're thinking about right now is what I'm going to go eat after service, you're probably not going to get as much out of it. But is anybody hungry for some, for some spiritual food this morning? Come on. 
We're going to be reading out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 10, 10 verses of scripture that we want to open up with. It says this. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. What do we do? Set our mind. Somebody say, set my mind. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth or on this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, which are fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, that used to be me. That used to be me. That used to be you. But now, somebody say now. You yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is what? Renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. That's some good stuff, y'all. We can just get up and go and get out of here after reading that, right? But we're not. I believe that God wants to speak to you this morning as we talk about having the right mindset. Can we pray together right now? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, right now in this moment, I want you to envision yourself, whatever you walked in here with, whatever heavy weight, whatever distraction, whatever plans or strategies the enemy tried to come at you with, I want you just to imagine laying everything at the feet of Jesus, placing it all, because we're all here for you, Jesus. So right now in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord God, for understanding and revelation, Lord, that you would speak clearly, Lord through your word, that we would walk out different than the way that we came in, Jesus. I pray over every person, Lord, underneath the sound of my voice, Jesus, that you would give them ears to hear and hearts to receive, because it's all for you, Jesus. You will get the praise. You will get the glory. You will get the honor, because you deserve the worship. You're the only one who can is worthy to be praised. So it's your name we pray. And everybody said? Come on, and everybody said? Come on, if you love Jesus, go ahead and give him a shout of praise, church. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. And as you're taking your seat, feel free to turn to the person next to you and say, let's get to work this morning. Let's get to work this morning. It's so important to have the right mindset. Um, as you can see right here to my right, we have uh, two things on display this morning. I'm sure you can probably tell me what each one of those things are, but maybe you're in the back and you can't see it clearly. Um, right here, we have what is known as a thermometer, which many of us know what a thermometer is, right? A thermometer is responsible. It simply tells and reads the temperature in whatever given room that it's in, right? And depending on the environment and its surroundings and the condition of it, um, it will fluctuate when it comes to telling the temperature. But then right next to the thermometer, we have something that's known as a thermostat. Can somebody say a thermostat? Now, this isn't any ordinary thermostat. This is actually what is known as a smart thermostat because it can connect to the Internet. 
We can control it with our phones and our devices. We can set schedules and routines, and it actually has a built-in voice assistant, y'all. Like, how extra is that, right? Like, you can ask it to play music. You can ask it what the weather's like today. You can ask it to change the temperature. Um, and, you know, you can ask a whole bunch of things. Like, it's pretty cool. It's crazy what technology can do. Like, for example, I can say something like, and let's hope she doesn't say nothing inappropriate, right? <laughs> Alexa, tell me a joke. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? What? A boomerang. All right. Anyway, she's not that funny, but she's, she talks back, and it's pretty cool, you know, and um, it's, isn't it crazy? Like, I, I hope, like, you know, and I don't want to sound redundant or anything like that, but um, as I've shared before, you know, I work for a heating and air conditioning company, right? And they gave us an opportunity this past month to go to a pitch, uh, a session where they actually taught us about this product and everything and what it can do. And if anybody, any technicians went to that training, um, they actually gave each technician one of these thermostats for free. So mine is on the way, but my coworker let me use his in the meantime um, and it's pretty cool, right? It has all these different features and functions and, and things that it can do. So if anybody comes to my house and they see me talking to a thermostat, I hope they think I'm not crazy. But, you know, some of you are probably, I never want that in my house. I don't want them to hear what I'm saying. But, you know, this thermostat plays the same role, you know, practically as, as every other thermostat. And what is that? It's that not only does it read the temperature like a thermometer, but it can actually set a new temperature, and in turn, it will change the climate and the environment that it is in. In other words, a thermometer reacts, but a thermostat responds. A thermometer conforms to its environment, but a thermostat transforms the environment. A thermometer sways to the temperature, but a thermostat sets the temperature. And I know you didn't come to church this morning to get a lesson on AC and heating and all that kind of stuff. So let me go ahead and cut straight to the chase as to why I shared that with you this morning. I've learned and I've noticed that there are two types of Christians in this world. There are thermometer Christians and there are thermostat Christians. There are the reactors and then there are the responders. There are the Christians that constantly conform to the patterns of this world like a thermometer. But then there are Christians that have disciplined their mind and decided to set their mind on the right things. And in turn, they affect the environment and the people and the climate and the atmosphere around them. There are Christians that sway to whatever thought, feeling, or emotion that they feel but then there are other Christians that have decided to set their mind on the right things and set their mind accordingly and have their mind transform, and therefore they change everything else around them. Question for you this morning. Which one of these are you more like? Are you more like a thermometer or a thermostat? Like, are you the type, like, you know, that sets your mind accordingly? Or are you allowing distractions and negative things to rob and steal your focus? Like, what kind of mindset do you have? You know what a mindset is? A mindset is simply whatever you set your mind on. 
A mindset is whatever you set your mind on. In the scripture that we read, the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Colossians, he said, what do we do? We set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. In other words, he's telling us to have the right mindset. He's telling us to have the right perspective. And we're going to talk about that more too. And I'm going to talk about these different features that this thing has. And I believe it applies to us as well as far as how we can set our mind on the right things as well. But what the Apostle Paul is saying is this. He's saying, have the correct mindset because your mindset matters your mindset is your attitude your mindset is your disposition and this is what i've learned y'all i've learned that you can have a mindset where you find all the good or a mindset where you just look at and notice all the bad you can either have a positive mindset or a negative mindset find all the right or find all the wrong seek and you will find. Did you know that you can even come to church, that you can be in the right place with the wrong mindset? You can be in the right place with the wrong mindset. I will never forget whenever I asked someone, you know, how they've been enjoying church and everything like that. I was like, hey, how have you been enjoying church? Like, have you, you know, and, and I said, you know, be honest with me. And they said, Pastor Caleb, can I be honest with you? I was like, yeah, I just said you can. But, you know, they said, man, I, I've enjoyed church, but there's just, there's something. I was like, oh, Lord, here we go, you know? And it was like, they said, I was looking for something negative and wrong whenever I first heard you speak and preach, and I couldn't get past how your voice reminded me of this pop star guy that I knew that aggravated me, and therefore I couldn't receive from your message and I, whenever I heard that, I was like, well, that's a first. You know what I mean? I never heard that before, you know? And I just decided, you know, just to kind of laugh it off and stuff. And what they did was, you know, of course, they apologized. And they said, and, and they recognized that they just had the wrong mindset. And they said, you know, now I've been able to be blessed. And I pray that you're being blessed by this message already. I pray that this message is a blessing to you as well. But what is that? They had the wrong mindset, that you can be in the right place with the wrong mindset. I came to tell you today, it doesn't matter what season of life that you are in or, 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 or what, what, what environment that you are in. If you have a negative or wrong mindset, all you're going to see is negativity. Don't believe me? Look at the 12 spies that went into the promised land, right? The 12 spies that went into the promised land. We had Caleb, Joshua, and the 10 other spies. One representative for each of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, right? But whenever Caleb and Joshua came back, they were the only two that said, hey, we saw the fruit. We saw the grapes. But then the other 10 just talked about the giants. They said, we were like grasshoppers compared to them. We, you know, in other words, Caleb and Joshua, it wasn't that they saw, they didn't see the giants, it was that they chose to set their mind on the right things and set their mind on the grapes. That you could, that in other words, the 10 other spies, they were in the right place. They were in the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, honey, uh, houses that they didn't have to build, uh, the right place, but they had the wrong mindset. They had the wrong mindset. Did I, can, I tell, can I go a step further? You know that you can even be in a right relationship or a right marriage and have the wrong mindset? And if you're not careful, that wrong or negative mindset will begin to sour and affect that relationship negatively. Because your mindset matters. Somebody say, my mindset, my mindset. It matters. 
And don't get me wrong, this isn't some type of feel good, do better, think happy, be positive mindset, you know, message where God isn't necessary and where God isn't included. Can I tell you something? Don't get me wrong, because positive thinking is not a replacement for God. Positive thinking is a response towards God. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Come on. It's a response that we have towards God. Question, what kind of mindset do you have? Or, or do you have the correct mindset? Or, are you more like a thermometer? Or, or are you more like a thermostat? Are you swaying and, and conforming to everything around you? Or are you allowing yourself to be transformed and changing everything else that may be going on in your life? Because it matters. You know, it's interesting when you begin to study the anatomy of the human brain, you'll discover that the human brain is split into different parts that have different functions in it. And, you know, I'm no, you know, neurologist or anything like that, uh, but I think it's just intriguing and incredible to me whenever you begin to study uh, how the brain works. And I want to show you two parts of the brain, y'all, two parts of the brain this morning um, that's responsible for many of the actions and outcomes that we experience in life. Uh, on the front part of our brain, we have something that's known as the prefrontal cortex. Um, and then on the bottom, we have something that's known as the amygdala. Now, these two things, they work hand-to-hand, um, but I want to talk about the amygdala real quick. The amygdala is responsible for our natural instincts and emotional reactions. And also, when it comes to detecting danger, and that's why we respond in certain ways, like, it can be good at times, like, for example, if you put your hand on a hot stove and it tells you, hey, that's hot, put your hand off, you react by taking it off, right? That's your amygdala coming into play and helping you react the correct way. But then it's also responsible for another, a number of other things that can lead us to make hasty decisions at times. Like, for example, they say that it's responsible for things like fight. Like fighting, like that, like you want to punch somebody or, or slap somebody or whatever, shout out to Will Smith, but you know, just kidding, but like fighting is like, ah, oh, you know, but like you ever, okay, have you ever wanted to do something crazy or bad or something that you know is wrong, but all of a sudden you catch it, right? You know what I mean? It, that's that instinct that we have at times. So fighting, but also flight when we feel uncomfortable, right? It's, it doesn't matter what it is, just go away, flight. Fright when we're fearful or afraid. I, I don't really want to do that. It's that voice, hey, no, no, don't do that, whatever. Flight, fight, flight, fright. Um, feeding when it comes to hunger and, and food and things of that nature. Um, but then also fornication when it comes to sexual urges and desires that many times aren't right as well. So if we're not careful, y'all, if we are led solely by our amygdala, that part of the brain, who knows, it can get us in trouble, right? But God in his genius and how he formed and created us, he made us in his image, y'all. Not only do we have an amygdala, but God has given us a prefrontal cortex. And get this, this prefrontal cortex is responsible for processing and responding and regulating the emotions and helping us make the right decisions and actions. It's for problem solving, planning, emotional regulation, controlling actions and thoughts and reflect on future consequences. Like if I do this, if I do that, then this is going to take place later on. In other words, they work hand to hand, but I like to say that the prefrontal cortex is like a thermostat, but then the thermometer, but the amygdala is like a thermometer. One has an instinct to react, but another one has one 
to respond. You know, it's interesting because you know that doctors have actually nicknamed the amygdala the lizard brain? And get this. This is the reason being. Because all that snakes and lizards and other reptiles can do is use their brain to react when it comes to fight, flight, fright, feeding, and fornication. That's all that they can process in their thinking. They don't have a prefrontal cortex like you and I have today. Like, for example, yesterday I was in my parents' yard, and I was actually working on this for you guys this morning, for Jesus. But, you know, I was working on this and did my best. And, like, you know, whenever I was in the backyard, like, I, um, you know, I was back there, and, uh, and like, unknowingly about five feet away or so, y'all, I saw this huge snake, right? And it just scared me. And my, what happened? My amygdala kicked in. I was like, okay, I got I to gotta get away from that. And then that snake reacted by, by, by going away as well. It was just, you know, it scared me. I told my dad he needs to get a cat or something in the backyard, you know, because, but what is that? It's a reaction, a reaction that many of us feel to, re- to react a certain way. Some of us, in other words, it's like, and isn't it interesting how, what was it in the garden that tempted Adam and Eve to sin? The enemy in the form of a serpent. And if you and I aren't careful, y'all, We can give way to the voice of the enemy and our sinful nature. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. We can give way to the voice of the enemy and also when it comes to our sinful nature and give in to whatever we are feeling, but forget that God has given you and God has given me a mind, y'all, where we don't have to react to whatever feeling, emotion, thoughts or environment or area that we are in, but we can respond accordingly. We can respond the right way. We can process things. But can I tell you something? It goes a step further because get this, not only, uh, it's, it's different than just everybody else in the world because not only can we do that, but, but guess what? God, through the help of the Holy Spirit, he has given us the mind of Christ where we can have our mind renewed, where we can make the right decisions, we can do the right things by the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say this with me. Say, I don't have to conform to everything, but I can be transformed. I can be transformed. See, and this is, falls in line with the, what the Apostle Paul uh, told us in, in, in Colossians chapter 3. If you continue to read this, skip this. It says this, and this is amazing whenever I saw this. Check this out. Colossians chapter 3, he says this in verse 5 and 8. It says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Let me get this mic fixed, y'all. I don't know what it's doing to my shirt. I don't want y'all to see my chest tears anything like that, y'all. Somebody said it's all right. Awesome. Okay, cool. Get this, y'all. I want you to follow along with this real quick. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 through 8 says there. It says this. Therefore, put to death what? Your members which are on the earth, which is what? Fornication. Come on, guys. Help me this morning. Help me say it. Fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. But now you yourselves are to put off these things, which is anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, 
filthy language out of your mouth. Isn't it crazy, y'all, how many of these things stem and come from our emotional reactions and feelings and thoughts that we naturally feel at times? That's why it's so important, y'all, that we begin to retrain our brains and retrain our thinking by applying everything that we've learned from this semester and throughout this semester. Why? Because if there's one thing the enemy hopes that you do, he hopes that you forget and you neglect what was said and what was spoken, right? And that way you just react to everything that you feel rather than responding the way that God has called you to respond because the seed that is being sown even right now, y'all, the enemy wants to take it and pluck it and rob it so that way you're distracted and you have the wrong mindset. Somebody say mindset. It's so important to have the correct mindset. Anybody following along this morning? Awesome. It says this. Filthy language, wrath, malice, blasphemy, anger, all these things, all these reactions. Can I tell you something this morning? That you don't have to be a product of the environment and the area that you are in all the time. Many of us are blaming our situation and blaming everything and everyone around us for what we're experiencing and what we're going through, forgetting that we have the Spirit of God and God has given us authority and He has given us a mind where we can see things shift. It all starts in the mind, and we have to have the correct mindset. We have to have the correct mindset. And excuse the heating and AC, and it, like, I think one of these units are out, y'all, but we're getting it, y'all. Cool. This is what I want to do this morning, because I don't want to take too much time, because otherwise I'm going to be drenched in sweat up here. Just kidding. But what I want to do this morning is we're talking about mindsets this morning. I want to give you three points. I want to give you three things that we can put into practice um, when it comes to um, how we can have the correct mindset. And, I, and it's funny enough, these three things are also features and functions that this thermostat has as well, y'all. And I believe that are relevant and related and connected to what we can put into practice, too, when it comes to having the correct mindset. We're going to go over these real quick. Anybody ready for these three points real quick, y'all? Three points. The first thing, if we want to have the right mindset, is this. You ready? Connection. Can somebody say Connection. Connection. See, this thermostat right here, I want you to get this. This thermostat, the reason it's able to have all these different functions and do everything that it can do when it comes to being able to control it with your phone, setting schedules and routines and everything like that, and, and you know, have a voice assistant, the reason it can do that, y'all, is because it is connected to something higher and greater than itself. What is that? The Internet. Because who knows, without the Internet, this thing wouldn't be able to reach its fullest potential. Can I tell you something? That you and I as believers and as followers of Jesus, that we have been connected and we are connected to someone and something far greater and higher than ourselves, and that is God himself and his kingdom. That's why the Bible says God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That we can be connected to God himself and be in relationship with 
God. Now, you may be saying, Caleb, you don't know what I've done. I've gone too far. I've messed up a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. I don't feel, I feel so far from God. How could I be connected with God? And if you're saying those things this morning, I came to tell you, all it takes is one moment of repentance and fixation on Jesus Christ and saying, focus on him for you to be right back on track and be connected with God because God wants you to be in relationship and be connected to him. Where does it start? It starts with Jesus Christ. If we want to have our mind renewed, if we want to have the right mindset, it starts when it comes to being connected with Jesus. I want to read the scripture to y'all this morning. It says this, the apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 through 6, he says, for there is one God and one mediator between, somebody say mediator, between God and man, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Can somebody say this with me? Jesus is my mediator. He's the one, in other words, that bridged the gap between humanity due to our sin. He's the one that took our place so that way we can be connected and have a relationship with God. Notice how it did not say that a pastor is your mediator. Pastor Bobby is not your mediator. A priest that you go to for confession is not your mediator. Hello. Um, you, your performance is not your mediator. The, like Religion is not your mediator. Jesus Christ, he is the mediator. He is our savior. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our redeemer. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He's the one that died the death that we deserve and lived the life that we couldn't live. And he is the reason that we can place our faith in him and have relationship and have connection with God. There is only one name under heaven by which we must be saved, and it is the name above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? That we can have connection and relationship with God. Starts with Jesus. Somebody say, it starts with Jesus. And I believe that falls into line when it comes to having the right mindset and setting our mind on things above, right? Because I think it's interesting how the Apostle Paul, he describes, he says, uh, before set your mind on things above, he talks about how Jesus is seated on high. Do you want to know how we have a mindset where we set our mind on things above, y'all? It's when every decision that we make is in light of Jesus Christ seated on high, but not only in heaven, but also seated on the throne of our hearts. Amen? It's when he's seated on the throne of our hearts and we set our mind on things above. Because of Jesus, we have hope in eternity. Somebody shout out, I'm connected. I'm connected. So if we want to have the right mindset, it starts when it comes to being connected with someone higher and greater. Like this thermostat, y'all, we can be connected, y'all, with someone higher and greater. And his name is Jesus. Amen. The second thing that this thermostat needs, y'all, is that it needs, it comes with instructions. Can somebody say instruction? You know, like, for example, I printed this one off online because this thermostat that my coworker brought, he lost the manual. So I found the PDF online and printed this off yesterday. But I don't know about you, but I'm not smart enough to set all this up and hook all those wires up by myself. Like, I need a step-by-step -step guide on how I can do it, how I can set it up and get everything running, everything like that. In other words, it comes with a manual. It comes with, with, it comes with instructions as well. And, and can I tell you something that, you know, 
who knows that the best thing that you can do when it comes to knowing and trying to figure out how something works and operates, it's, at, it's by looking at the words of the maker and the designer, right? And can I tell you that in a similar way, y'all, that God has given us his word, that we have the Bible, that God has given us instruction, that God has given us a blueprint, that God has given us a roadmap that's there for you and your benefit, for you and your family and your children, y'all. See, it says this, somebody, oh man, it says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. I love what the apostle Paul writes in it. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, he says, all scripture is is by, given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for what? Instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for what? Every good work. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God didn't just leave us high and dry without some instruction. And can I tell you something? There is power in the word of God. Every time that you open up the Bible, can I encourage you? Don't just read the Bible here at church. Read your Bible at home. Read your Bible in the morning. I've heard it said before that dusty Bibles lead to dirty lives. Ouch. We need to get into the word of God, open up the scripture. Even when it comes to all the things that I'm saying this morning, don't just take what I have to say for it. Go home, study it, see what it's, you know what I mean? Look at what God's, I'm just telling you what right now. We need to get into the word of God. Every time that we open up God's word, God wants to speak to you, minister to you, and help you guys. You know, like, for example, like, I don't know if your wife or, you know, loved one has ever been out of town before, and it's like you texted them or something, right? And it's like, hey, why did, and they call you, it's like, hey, why didn't you talk to me during this trip, right, or whatever? Why didn't you get in touch with me? It's like, um, didn't you see my text messages? And I feel like that's how it is sometimes when it comes to God. Like, sometimes we're waiting for just an audible voice from heaven, you know, Caleb, you know, or something like that, right? And we're, just, we're waiting for God to speak to us whenever God's like, hey, have you read the text? Have you read the word? Have you read what I've spoken and what I've given to you? We have something, y'all, that, 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 that's so powerful, y'all. You know, I've heard someone say before, you know, that the Bible stands, if you said it as an acronym, B-I-B-L-E, it stands for basic instructions before leaving your earth. And yes, God's word is full of instructions that are beneficial towards us. But can I tell you something? It's so much deeper and it's so much greater than just that, y'all. It's a love letter written to humanity on how God has been pursuing us and how God is redeeming the world. And can I tell you something real quick? All scripture, all 66 books, all 66 books written by over 40 authors in a time span of over 1,500 years, everything that was written from the prophets to the Pauline epistles to the gospels to the Psalms, everything is pointing to one name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. It was all leading up to what he would do. And if we get into the word of God and we have the right mindset and right perspective, can I tell you something? The word of God will help change the way that you think. The word of God will change your mindset. The word of God will change you from the inside out. Every time that we open up the word of God, somebody say he's giving me instruction. Hebrews chapter 12 verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says like this, for the word of God is what? Living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is what? Get this, and is a what? Discerner of 
thoughts, and intents of the heart. In other words, I want you to think about this for a second. Every time that we open up the Word of God, we aren't just supposed to read it. We have to allow it to read us. We open up the Bible and we reflect back as if it's a mirror and we look at our life, we look at our our thoughts, and we bring it in alignment with what God's Word says. See, there's some people that think, you know, they read certain things in the Bible and they get uncomfortable and they twist God's Word to conform to their life whenever that was never supposed to happen just because you feel like it's inconvenient. No, we we weren't called to conform God's Word to our life. No, we were called to conform to the Word word of God. See, I'm telling you what right now, there's some people, y'all, that are waiting for the next big great revelation or understanding or for something to be said, but, but yet forgetting and overlooking what God has already spoken to them, practical things, maybe even like forgiving someone or whatever it may be. Maybe you feel like, you know, like, you know, the word of God says that if you don't forgive someone that God can't forgive you. Some of us, we're waiting for God to speak to us or something, whatever else, but God has already spoken to us through his word. He has given us instruction, and so that way it can be a blessing to you and your family and your marriage and your children. We cannot afford to be biblically illiterate. We cannot afford for our children to grow up and know every other worldly song but not even know five Bible verses. Are you kidding me? We need to know the Word of God. We need to have knowledge and understanding. Why? Because God's people perish from a lack of knowledge. We need to have a hunger and desire. And guess what? It may be hard at first to get into the Word of God, but can I tell you something? That discipline will turn into desire and that desire will turn into delight. It's like going to the gym, right? You may not feel like going to the gym at first, but then as you begin to go, you begin to build a habit, and all of a sudden, you can't help but to go there. Why? Because you feel different at times. Maybe some of you don't, but you know what I mean? You have those days. Everybody has those days, right? It becomes becomes different, right? Can I tell you something? Be disciplined. Get into the Word of God. Hide it in your heart. And there will be times whenever a thought or feeling or an emotion or an interaction comes from our amygdala, from our sinful nature, from the enemy or whatever, and we don't know what to do. Can I tell you something? Use the word of God to respond and fight back. Use the word of God to respond and fight back. If you find yourself in a situation where you feel fearful and afraid and you're at home and you feel fear all of a sudden, can I encourage you to use a scripture where it says, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, y'all. There were times, y'all, I'm just going to be honest with y'all, this is not, none of, a lot of this is in my notes. I'm just sharing, trying to be obedient, right? So, like, there was a time, y'all, where I was praying in my room, and I, I, I like, if I turned off the lights, like, I had to pray with the lights on in my room years ago. And I couldn't help but do it because every time I turned the lights off, I got scared. I got fear. I don't know what it was. I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually engaged, and I thought that something was going to happen or whatever else. Like, I don't know whether I was going to see a big angel or, like, a demon or something crazy. I don't know. It was just, like, talking. To, it was just, it was in my mind. And I went to my dad. I said, Dad, I don't know what it is. I can't pray in the dark. And he said, okay, son, this is what I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get this scripture 
from the book of Timothy saying, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And you know what I did? I turned off those lights, and I began to quote and read that scripture. I got it down in my heart. And guess what? That feeling of fear that I felt, that reaction, began to go away. See, that's what some of us have to do. You think that you can't do it by your own strength or by your own effort, by your own power. Guess what? You have the sword of the spirit. And you don't have to react to it all, but you can respond. So the first thing is connection. The second thing is instruction. The next thing I want to give you is this. Anybody follow along this morning? Awesome. The last thing I want to tell you is this. You ready? And this one gets me excited. Direction. Can somebody say direction? You know, my favorite feature of this thermostat, as you can probably already tell, I'm a techie person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think it's cool how, like, this thing, like, it's constantly listening in for the voice of its master and the voice of its owner, right? Like, if, as soon as I say its name, right, or try to talk to it, it's listening in so that way it can receive direction and instruction. Can I tell you that in the same way, y'all, that we need to be sensitive to the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives as well? Because the question isn't, is God speaking? The question is this, are we listening? I can't tell you how many times I have felt a prompting or a leading from the Holy Spirit. Some people ask, like, hey, man, how, what's your sermon preparation look like? How do you, you know, put these things together or whatever else in these messages? And I'll be honest with them at times. I'll tell them, you know what? I can't do it without the Spirit of God. I have to be sensitive to what God wants me to share and what God wants me to see, speak. So, because before I ever stand in front of God's people, I want to spend time alone with God and say, God, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to speak? So I'll be at work sometimes, y'all, and I will feel something in my spirit, a thought, a scripture, an idea, a story, a memory, whatever else, and I will go. So if you ever get me, see me on my phone writing something down, many times it's because I feel like God's speaking to me. And guess what? Not only does God want to speak to me, but God wants to lead and speak to every single one of us. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and they don't, they don't adhere to any other, that we can be led by the voice of God. And there will be times, y'all, where maybe you feel a conviction, because we're talking about having the right mindset. There will be times, y'all, I don't know if it's happened to you before, where you know you're not supposed to be doing something or, or, or something wrong, and you feel something in your spirit. It's like, no, let's, let's not do this. Let's not say that. Let's not go there. Can I tell you the best thing that you can do is be obedient to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, because we don't want to just shrug it off and grieve the Holy Spirit, because you know God has feelings, too. And we can actually grieve the Spirit of God. God can do a lot more with our, with our obedience than our disobedience. Yes, God can work all things together for good, but I'm telling you what right now, we can be sensitive to the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Jesus talks about the Spirit of God leads us in John chapter 16, verse 12 through 13. He says this, I still have many things to say to you. He's talking to the apostles, the disciples. But you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has, comes, will, has come, he will what? Guide you into all truth. He will not what? Oh, come on, guys. That was sorry. He will not, he will, he will not what? 
There we go. On his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. In other words, what Jesus was saying, he was saying, hey, there's coming a day where I won't be with you in the flesh. It's coming soon. But guess what? You can follow the leadings and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, too. The Spirit of God will never contradict the Word of God. The Word of God and the Spirit of God work hand to hand. Do you want to know, I believe, how we can be more sensitive to the Spirit of God and the voice of God in our lives? By knowing His Word. Because when we know His Word, His voice becomes more clearly. And, and, and here's a great thing about the, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God can give you specific directions in life. The Holy Spirit can give you specific directions in life. Like, for example, I like to say, like, the, the, the Word of God is like a map, but the Spirit of God is like the guide. Like, the, whole, like the, the Word of God will say things like, and give us instruction like, um, you know, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. In other words, you know, don't forget to go to church. Find a body of believers to belong to, you know, because I've heard someone say before, they say, you know, I don't need to go to church. Why? Because I, you know, I have my own relationship with God. I read my Bible. And when they say something like that, that's a telltale sign to me that they don't actually read their Bible. Because in the book of Hebrews, it says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. So the word of God will give us certain instructions at times. But can I tell you something? It's the spirit of God that will help lead you to the church that God has called you to be at. I've actually talked to people that come to this church that I asked, hey, how'd you hear about this church? Or, um, you know, how'd you find out about the church? And, and there's been a couple times, y'all, where I will literally hear someone say, the Spirit of God led me to this church. I was driving past Riverside Church's sign one day. I never heard of that church before. And something in my spirit said, that's where I want you to go and visit and be at. And there are people that are here because God has called them here. And God wants to give you specific, see, it's not by coincidence. And can I I tell you something else too I know this isn't ordinary for pastors to say but pastor Bobby said this too so I'm going to parrot what he said if God has not called you to this church pray and ask God what church he has called you to because there's many great churches here in Victoria that preach the gospel and teach as well. But some of you, the reason that you are here is because you know deep down in your spirit, it's much more than just the music. It's much more than all these different things. It's something that God has called you and directed you to be here by his spirit. He's directed you to be here. The Bible will say things like, he who has found a wife obtains favor from the Lord. Can I hear all the husbands say, thank God? Amen. Amen. Right? That's, you better say that. If you didn't, you're probably going to get in trouble. But, you know, he who has found a wife obtains favor from the Lord. But can I tell you something? The Spirit of God will lead you and direct you to the right person. I, I believe that. That's what happened with me. Like, I don't know what it was. Whenever I was talking to Brooklyn, we, we were friends and we were talking. And she would sit in this seat, in this area, y'all. I could tell a difference when she was in the room 
compared to her whenever she wasn't in the room. I felt this anointing. I felt this favor that I didn't really have as much beforehand. And I was praying and talking to God, and I felt like God said, hey, this is just my spirit leading you. And I, and I was like, okay, God, you know. And I waited, and I prayed, and, and the opportunity rose. And I, that's why I prayed. I prayed, God, lead me to the right person. Lead me to the right individual. I, I don't want to, you know, I want to be led by your spirit. And coincidentally enough, it was after she got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, y'all, that I felt led in that moment. I felt like God said, okay, ask her, make a move, do something. So I asked her, and of course, we're not getting married until, you know, this summer. But I like to tell her even now, I said, babe, you're my favor. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for girlfriend material. No, I was looking for wife material. And can I tell you something? The word of God is instruction, but the spirit of God can give you specific direction. Business owners, God wants to help you run your business and run your organization. Parents, God wants to help you shepherd and take care of his children, your children. He does it by the spirit of God. I can't tell you how many times, y'all, growing up in the house, remember this, Dad? I would be in my room, and I was going through a hard time at school, and I felt depressed, and I just felt like I was just in the middle, in the crossroads, trying to make certain decisions. And my dad would come in my room, sometimes even at the mid, in the middle of the night, because you know sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes it's the Spirit of God stirring up on the inside of you to pray and intercede for somebody. And he said he would come to my room because God gave him a dream of me, uh, or, or God would speak to him and say, go pray for Caleb. And he would go to my room and, I, and he would begin to speak and pray with me and the spirit of God would work through him to speak things that he didn't even know about that I was going through and those things would begin to be lifted off. What was that? The spirit of God was directing him. That's just, okay, like for example, we're not, I'm not just sharing this because I think it all sounds good and it's all alliterations and it all rhymes. No, we've experienced this firsthand. The Spirit of God wants to direct you and help you for your family, and He can help you find the right person. Can I, can I say something else too? Please, 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 if you like, don't be weird when it comes to certain things. Like, for example, if like, just because you think a girl's pretty or attractive and you say, oh, man, you know, and you're feeling our emotion, be careful. And you say, that's, that's the one. And the worst thing you can do is go up to them and say, God said that you're my husband. I mean, my, my wife, husband, whatever, boy, girl, you know what I mean? Of course, male, female, together, right? But you know what I'm saying? Because... Sometimes, y'all, and that's why we have to be discerning and, and be prayerful and be mindful because many times if God speaks to you, he will also speak to the other person. And you do not want to be a creepy person, get a restraining order on you because I've known guys. We, Oh, my gosh, I'm going to go ahead and share this before. We had a, oh, my gosh, years ago. I've been doing youth ministry for a number of years, but whenever I was a youth, y'all, we had a guy during a prayer service. During a prayer service at a camp, okay? I, I kid you not. He went, oh, man, I don't know what it was. He was desperate or something. He went up to at least 10 other girls in the youth group individually during the prayer night, and he said, God told me to tell you that we're supposed to be together. 10, oh, trust me, he got, he got onto, he got corrected, okay? What was that? That was not prophetic. That was pathetic. We need to be sure 
that we are led, because I know it can be hard sometimes, okay, God, is this you? Is this me? Is this your spirit? Like, I want to be led and directed. How do we do that? Having intimacy with, the, with God. We have intimacy and relationship and proximity with God. We get into his word. We delight in his way. We have, and guess what? Because sometimes people say, okay, you know, God speaks to me in a still small voice. Could it be possible the reason that God speaks to you in a still small voice is because the only way for you to hear a whisper, if it's on that side of the room, is for you to get close in close proximity. Could it be that the more that we grow and develop in our relationship and closeness and intimacy with God, the more the voice of God becomes clear? There may, may be times where you get it off or get it wrong, but God sees your heart. We don't do things out of selfish ambition. Is this making sense to anybody? I pray. I, I hope it is. I hope it's helping you guys, okay? The scripture says this. We're coming to close. The scripture says that the steps of a righteous man, they are ordered by the Lord. God can direct you, and God can help you in life. We can have the correct mindset. What are, th what are the three things that we can do? I want to show you this. Haley, you can come up. First, it starts with connections. Can somebody say connection? Which is through Jesus Christ, our mediator. Secondly, is instruction. Somebody say instruction. God's written word. And thirdly, direction. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Have you been reacting to everything around you? Can I tell you something? You don't have to react to everything around you. You don't have to give in to everything that you're feeling. You don't have to be like a thermometer. You can be like a thermostat. You can set your mind on the right things. And it's not a set it and forget it. It doesn't just happen one time. It happens throughout the day. It happens throughout your life. Some people get overwhelmed. They say, Caleb, I feel like I can barely make it through a day. I can't imagine living my whole life for God. How can I do this? If one day sounds too overwhelming, think about living for God one hour at a time. One minute at a time. One day at a time at a time. One week, and you focus, you do it hard, and guess what? God will begin to renew, your, renew you in your mind. And you'll set your mind in such a high place where nothing in this world and nothing in hell can bring you down. You know what eagles do? Eagles, whenever they are bothered by pests and other smaller birds that try to pick on them or mess with them, you know what eagles do? They begin to fly so high, far above any other predator. I don't know if they have natural predators, but they far above any other little pestilence or little thing that would try to bog them and bring them down and disrupt them in life. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and soar. Some of us are living way below in our minds where God has called us to live at. And every little thing is bothering us and driving us crazy. 
forgetting that you are joint heirs with Christ Jesus, that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that everything that you're facing, every attack from the enemy, every sinful, everything that you're facing, guess what? God wants, to know, wants you to know that you are not by yourself. You have never been forsaken. You have never been forgotten. And he wants to raise you up. And he wants to help you focus on Jesus. Be connected. Build on your relationship with him. Get into the word of God. Allow the word of God to transform you. Be led by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Come on, anybody receive something from this morning? Oh, the air's starting to feel better. Thank you, Jesus. Here's the weekly challenge for you this morning. Review and look back over the semester and ask the Holy Spirit to continue to guide you with the right mindset. I love it because Jesus told them, he told the disciples, he said, hey, the Holy Spirit, the helper, he's going to bring to remembrance everything that I have taught you. Can I encourage you, everything that you've learned throughout this semester, be sensitive to the voice of God. And there will be times when those thoughts come or things come, but God will remind you of a scripture. He will remind you of a teaching. He will remind you of a lesson. And it will help get your mind right back on track. Every head bowed, every eye closed, whatever you feel comfortable doing in this moment. I want to talk to someone who maybe feels far away or disconnected from God and maybe you've done your own thing and you find your place in this church this morning and you say, Caleb, I want to rededicate and recommit my life. So I want to get right back on track. I, I want to have a relationship with God. How do we do it? Placing our faith in Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. He's the only way to have. He's the hope of humanity. If you want to make that decision this morning, in your own way, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, I repent. Lord Jesus, I turn away from every one of my wicked ways. Jesus, I believe that you were Lord. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose. I place my faith in you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord. And I'm going to pray. Maybe you want to pray that prayer during this prayer. I want to pray over every person that you would have the right mindset that you would set your mind on things above, that you would have the, the, the correct mindset to walk through life and carry everything that you've learned with you and build upon that. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person underneath the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that they have the mind of Christ. And I thank you, Lord, that everything that may be negative or wrong, God, or trying to distract them or destroy them, that right now, that no weapon formed against your children will prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for anointing every imagination, for anointing every mind and every person, every husband, every wife every child, every son, every daughter, right now in Jesus' name. We set our minds on you, Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And I pray right now in Jesus' name, I thank you for the right mindset, and I speak against poverty mindsets. I speak against depressed mindsets. We speak against anxiety-filled mindsets. We speak against everything, lustful mindsets. We bring every thought captive and make it obedient to the mind of Jesus. Jesus Christ, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't you repeat after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my mind. I surrender 
my thoughts. I thank you, Jesus, that I have connection with you. I thank you, Lord, for your instruction and your word. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping me be directed and led by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, if you believe that, can you go ahead and give God a shout of praise this Sunday morning? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.